Sky Guy. How did you know about this shortcut? It's an old smuggler's route. The pilots used to talk about it on Tatooine. Smuggler's route? Huh. That makes me feel better. They call it the Balmora Run. Balmora Run? I think I'm picking up a contact. Skywalker, listen to me. We need to turn around. We can't. Not if we're gonna catch Grievous. Another contact! This one's much larger. Skywalker, Balmora is the nesting ground of the giant Nebre Mantis. Another? Another! <gasps> Take evasive action! Greetings, Bucketheads, Mevar Tigar. Welcome to the 28th Padawan Undermining episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to this podcast is via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Please be sure to like, subscribe, share this show with all the other Mandos in your covert, and if possible, are so inclined. Please give us those sweet five-star reviews if you're listening on Apple Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. And, as we, as I say that, remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and so many more of the wonderful podcasting platforms available to you. Uh, if there are some we are not on, please let me know what they are, and we will get on those immediately. All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> We're also part of the 3B Zine Network of Podcasts. You can find our website, 3bzine.com. You will find links to all the shows on the network, including Beer Night in San Diego, our pop culture-centric podcast, the TomCast podcast, and, of course, MandoVision, a fine, fine, fine Star Wars podcast, if I do say so myself. There's also our link to our store MV page if there's any merchandise you might be interested in acquiring. All right, we are here to talk about Season 1, Episode 3, Shadow of Malevolence of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. But before we get into it, we have to do the most important part of the podcast. It's time to strap on our buckets. Let's go. All right, as we said, Season 1, Episode 3, Shadow of Malevolence. This is directed by Brian Callan O'Connell, written by Stephen Melching. This is sort of the the, the middle chapter of this, this uh, Malevolence trilogy that opens uh, Season 1 of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And I say opens knowing full well that Ambush was the first episode, and that was a very a singular episode of the show. But yeah, the next three, big trilogy, basically. All connected, all linked together. They they, they, they do a nice job of editing it so that uh, if, if you were late to the show or you know perhaps you forgot to, to record it for a week or something like that, you can watch these, these episodes and, and you know not feel necessarily like, uh, like you needed to, to have seen... The prior episodes, they don't end on cliffhangers. They are relatively self-contained, which is a nice aspect of of, of these three episodes that are very linked together. Um, but I, I want to come out and say right off the bat, uh, this is not my favorite chapter of, of, of well, listen, the Malevolence trilogy overall is not, it's not my favorite. But uh, this middle chapter is not, it doesn't strike the right balance for me. There's a lot of things that kind of bump up against me, kind of rub me a little bit the wrong way. 
I'm curious how you all feel going back and watching this episode. Uh, you know, as I mentioned on, on the previous show, uh, it's been fun to go back and watch these season one episodes because it has been uh, several years, at least five since, since the last time I went through Star Wars The Clone Wars and uh, acclimated myself to, to the material. And, and, you know, a lot's changed for me in those five years as far as uh, my understanding of the, the, the mythology for Star Wars, you know, where... Not only where where Clone Wars goes, because obviously now we have the the final chapters, the final installments of the series, uh, to kind of uh, sh- you know shade the way you look back at the show, uh, but you also have Rebels, the, a complete Rebel series to to also kind of inform what you're seeing in these early episodes, because uh, you 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 can you can see it is a tapestry, and and it starts here in season one, and and, and that tapestry you, you know you don't quite see what the picture on it's going to be just yet. Uh, but those those initial threads are in there, and they're they are important. And you know, again, as we've said before in the show, it's it's so interesting to go back and see the development of Ahsoka Tano. We we know that she is is such a fan favorite at this point in in all of our lives. You know, we're we're to a point where we can't imagine uh, the the Star Wars expanded universe, the Star Wars new canon, uh, without this character in it. But going back to season one is, it's a real trip. It's it's a real um, uh, surprise, I think, to see the young, impulsive, uh, uh, um, kind of insubordinate, but kind of know it all. You know, very 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 young teenage kind of person here, and and you know all the qualities that initially made a lot of fans, particularly older fans, not like her. At the beginning, you know, yes, you can see those, but our our opinions are now so much more informed of the character that she becomes and and her growth and development. And I know I've said this before, and I'll I'll continue saying it because it is, it's the main thing you observe if you've watched the show before. It, it it's the key takeaway that you have when you watch this. You're like, wow, I didn't really realize, or maybe you did. And maybe just kind of forgot because you went on the journey and saw the, how the character grows. But seeing kind of how um, back-talky she is, you know, again, kind of uh, impetuous. And, and you know, more than happy to chirp at her, at, her, at Master Skywalker, at, at her Jedi Master. And, and uh, you know, again... The the comparisons there. I mean, she she young Ahsoka has a definitely has a little bit of an Anakin streak in her as well. So that's why they are an interesting duo. But there are episodes where it does register as a little clunky, and and I think this is one of those episodes for me where it is a little clunky in 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 this episode. So so what is this episode about in the broad strokes? All right. Well, remember we have the Malevolence, uh, a big ship for the droid army. It has a, a massive ion cannon, and that is, and uh, General Grievous has been using this massive cannon to attack rebel, um, rebels, <laughs> Republic fleets, and and dis- dis- uh, by disabling the the battle cruisers and the other starships of the of the New Republic, the new Jeez Louise of the Republic. <laughs> I apologize. I'm reading a, a a book, a Star Wars book right now, and it's it's. They keep saying the New Republic, so now it's in my brain. Uh, so I apologize. I'm 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 jumbling timelines today. I, that is not a good thing for a podcast. So let me get that out of my head real quick. General Grievous is using the, his uh, malevolence ion cannon to disable the fleet of the Republic. And once the fleet is disabled, he goes about destroying them. Uh, these, these 
these uh, ships just drifting in space, lifeless, powerless, and 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 the the, the clones and the other soldiers that are on board, all the other other Republican representatives. He just blows them out of the stars as they are disabled and defenseless. I talked about it last episode. I was like, wow, man, I didn't really realize how uh, um, kind of dark. Uh, some of the droid army stuff was, especially in these early episodes. I I, I sort of remember the droid army being uh, more funny, <laughs> like, you know the particularly the battle droids themselves, like you know all the, all the Roger Roger stuff. Um, but yeah, man, it's kind it's kind of dark, kind of twisted, especially for a show that's on the Cartoon Network. But hey, whatever. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I like it. But it's just like, oh wow, that's that was definitely not something we saw very much of in the movies. Going to this kind of darker place where we're just blowing up disabled starships. But anyways, so that that's that's where we are right now. The malevolence is made at at the tail end of last week's episode. Obviously, Anakin, Plo Koon, a group of a group of clones, and Ahsoka and R two they make their escape, so they are able to report back to the fleet about the malevolence and the ion cannon, the the, the mysterious weapon that is is destroying uh, the the Republic fleets across the uh, the outer rim. And so now we have the next chapter, which is Anakin leading a strike team. On General Grievous's warship, that's that's the broad strokes here. Now we have not even talked about our Jedi fortune cookie. All right, so let's get it. Let's get to it right now. The Jedi fortune cookie. Easy is the path to wisdom for those not blinded by ego, and that is that is very much the bottom line of this episode. You know, we we know Anakin. We know Anakin Skywalker and the kind of Jedi he is. He's very headstrong. Very sure of himself, a tad overconfident, but very uh, has very high belief in his abilities. He is aware of his uh, role, his prophecy as the chosen one, and I think that helps instill more of this confidence into him. And we that that that's the crux of the episode is is Anakin's ego leading this strike against Grievous, and him having to adjust on the fly. That, uh, you know, just because he came up with the initial battle plan, he has to realize that to achieve the mission, it will not go according to his plan. He will have to adapt and adjust and compensate and, and sort of put aside his ego for the betterment of the mission, for the betterment of the Republic, for the betterment of the men he's leading in, in this battle. So it's an interesting episode in that regard uh, where I think it, it, it loses some of its... Um, importance is again it's very chirpy with ahsoka it's very much her attempting to undermine eh, undermine may not be the right word but sort of um force anakin to correct himself as in as a uh, ahsoka knows better than her master ahsoka um now again not that a padawan needs to be blindly loyal and unquestioning of her jedi master but the way in which it's done in this episode, it's it's uh, she's very. Well, I'll just I'll just use obnoxious. <laughs> I thought I found Ahsoka to be a tad obnoxious in this episode. The the sort of uh, uh, constant uh, questioning of Anakin, the 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 way she sort of pesters him and sort of undermines him in front of uh, uh, Master Plo Koon, I, I didn't really care for. Not that Plo Koon is, does not have faults of his own in this episode. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So, so let's talk about some of the stuff in the in the show. All right. One of the things I liked about this episode is we get, we get an, a look at some early types of of, of Y wing fighters. Now we all remember the Y wings from 
from Return of the Jedi. And, and a Y-Wing toy is something that we had when I was a kid. Uh, but it was funny. I was, as, as I watched the episode, you know, these are, these are not the exact same Y-Wings that we see in Return of the Jedi. These are very, uh, like an earlier model of them. And, 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 and sort of missing from this model to the one we saw in Jedi is, the one in Jedi sort of has like this weird sort of, um, these like, these like three or four stanchions that, that shoot out from the back of the engine. And there's like, they're, they're kind of capped by a ring around them. Uh, if if you pull up a picture of a Y wing on Jedi, you'll see exactly what I mean. These Y wings, their their engines are more of a solid construct from from uh, from uh, fore to aft. Did I say that right? From front to back, uh, a much more of a solid engine piece, uh, which I think is a better design. And I say that probably because as a child, we yeah, it did not take long for my brother and I to lose those pieces. So our our Y wings did not have the proper uh, engine placement. Pieces of uh, to use. They they were quickly lost and probably thrown away, or whatever happens to to toys back in the day happened to toys back in the day. Uh, so I liked this more solid engine block that these uh, the, the early Y wings had. So Anakin's going to be using these Y wings because these are great bombing ships, and Anakin is going to be doing a bombing run against the Malevolence, and uh, he's taking his, his clones with him. We get to, uh, um, Shadow, I believe it's Shadow Squadrons, the name of the group that he uses on this. And there is a, a sort of urgency amongst amongst Anakin and uh, the clones to make this attack happen now because they have they receive uh, reports that Grievous is targeting a, a a medical base for for injured clones from the, from the from the front from the from their battles in in the in the outer rim and uh, of note I thought it was interesting that the the, the, the person heading this medical base was a Geonos Geonos a Kaminoan. And, uh, yeah, obviously the Kaminoans are the cloners who help build the clone army. So I, I thought it was interesting to see a, 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 a Kaminoan clone doctor. Doctor for the clones, I should say. Uh, interesting. I, the Kaminoans are, are a species that I think are very interesting. And uh, I, I don't know if there's much more material that sort of talks about uh, their origins or, or uh, any explorations of what becomes of the Kaminoans after the Clone Wars are over. You know, where did did Palpatine, you know, commit like a sort of genocide against them to squash that sort of technology from being used against him at some point down the road? Uh, if that exists in the in new canon, I I've not found it yet. But I should I should mention I told you that I'm reading a book right now, uh, a Star Wars book right now, and uh, I I have finally begun reading some of the new canon novels. Uh, the only ones I had read pri- prior to this that existed within the new canon are, are the, the ones that Timothy Zahn has written, the, the, the Zahn books that have come up to this point. Uh, because, yeah, the Timothy Zahn Thrawn books. Excuse me, I misspoke there. Uh, because I, I, I have a deep connection to Thrawn and, and to that. So his reincorporation into new canon uh, is extremely interesting to me and extremely fascinating. So, yeah, I've read those books, but I hadn't read anything else. So I just started reading the uh, the uh, Star Wars Aftermath. Uh, the, I forget the first book. I think the first book's just called Aftermath. Uh, the one's, one's written by Chuck Wendig. And I've just started reading those. So I am exploring some of the new canon. So maybe there will be some talk about about Kaminoans and, and stuff like that. There's already a reference to Geonosians, uh, but not a great one. <laughs> not as far as like where are they... Where, where are the Geonosians, where are the Kaminoans during the rebellion, during the Galactic Civil War? 
Those are things I'm curious about. I'd like to know more. Or do they just fade into the background after the Clone Wars? Do they go into deep hiding? We'll, we'll talk about that, that more because there are plenty of Kamino episode, Kaminoan episodes coming up, plenty of Geonosian episodes coming up. Uh, actually, quite a few interesting Geonosian episodes to talk about down the road with, with, with Clone Wars. And I think even Rebels might even dip into Geonosians too. But we'll get back into that. We'll get back into that. So I, I liked seeing that. Um, what else? We got, we got, we got Grievous. I talked a little bit about Grievous. I, I, I'm still not prepared to go into a, a full-length scathing diatribe of why I just don't really care for the General Grievous character. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, you know, I just don't like the character. <laughs> and and uh, you know, again, with this new canon, I'm not. I, I know there's plenty of old stories that no longer count as far as Grievous and, and his origin. So I, I'll have to go into like Wikipedia or something like that and, and kind of see what still is considered a uh, uh, factual, factual maybe a stretch, but what is, what is in the canon for that character still? I mean, I remember I, I, I was just talking to a friend earlier today because he asked me about, uh, you know, why I dislike General Grievous so much. And I, there's a litany of reasons, but I, I also explained, I also, or I also uh, talked about how, uh, I remember reading there was a there was a novelization or a novel that was a that acted as a prequel to Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith to Episode Three, and uh, like the back half of the book is is dedicated to Grievous's plot to kidnap Chancellor Palpatine, which is where we find Palpatine at the beginning of Episode Three. You remember beginning of Episode Three, Palpatine is being held by Grievous on on a a, a, a ship of the droid army of the Separatists. And Anakin and Obi Wan are going to rescue him. This sort of the back half of this book dictates or depicts the abduction of the Chancellor, and there's a, a battle. I believe it was on top of a high speed train, uh, heading out of Coruscant City, and it was a battle between uh, Grievous and Mace Windu, and and it, it it would show, again not show, but it would depict the injuries that Grievous receives from Mace Windu, which is why. All throughout episode three, Grievous has like that. He's a weird droid-looking dude with a cough, <laughs> and then that was a very, very that was very much in the in this era of Star Wars where it was like, here's these these characters in the movies, but if you want to know more about them, you got to go read a book or you got to go pick up a comic or or things like that. And as someone who was already doing those things, I didn't mind it as much. Looking back now, though, I could see why if you just saw episode three, and and you're watching. Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, you know, you lean over to your friends, or if you were really young, you lean over to your parents, and you're like, you know, why, why, why is that that droid coughing? Why, why is why is the robot man coughing? <laughs> What's is he sick? <laughs> and you don't get a really great explanation within within the structure of the of the movie. Um, yeah, but again, my litany of reasons for for disliking Grievous are are. Uh, um, well, listen, we'll chronicle those on an episode of the show, I, I promise. I might even do have to do a special episode of, of why Tom doesn't like General Grievous. And and it'll probably be the highest rated episode ever because I know I'm not alone in thinking that General Grievous is is not not cool. He's not great. Not great, Bob. Anyways, all right. So, okay. So, again, Anakin's going to lead a strike force. He has to intercept the, the malevolence before it can reach this medical base where all the injured clones are being treated for, for the injuries they received on the front. Uh, to do so, the plan is to cut through a nebula. Uh, did I write down the name of the nebula? 
I don't think I did. But I think it's in that clip. <laughs> I think it's in the clip I used to open the show with. So, so yeah. We, we, that's where we start. That, that's kind of the crux. We have to cut through this nebula and get ahead of the malevolence so that the, the Y-Wings can intercept it before it gets to the base. But this plan is detailed. This plan is chronicled. There is a, a meeting. Anakin Skywalker lays this plan out in front of Ahsoka Tano, in front of Plo Koon, and that should be that, right? So as they're flying through the nebula, again, we played the clip when uh, Anakin's talking about how he heard about this nebula and, and why it's a shortcut and how it was, smugglers used it and things like that. And when Plo Koon hears the name, the Balmora Run, he knows exactly what that is and he, and he voices his concern because it's a nesting ground for these Nebre Mantis, or Mantas. And um, my, my sort of observation here was this plan was laid out. Why A A let's go, let's do let's do this in two parts. A shouldn't have Anakin have done his homework at this point? Shouldn't he have checked to see like okay, there's a nebula here, but maybe I should learn more about this nebula, like like why is it the way that it is and is is it safe to pass through this? There's got to be some kind of record. I mean, it's Star Wars. Someone you know about the you've heard about this through these smugglers. But there's got to be something in a a Republic database somewhere, right? Also, B, Plo Koon is in this planning session. So maybe he doesn't... If he knows the name Balmora Run, you might think he might know a little bit more details about, like, maybe where it is. And maybe, like, oh, we are kind of close to that. Maybe that's that nebula that I've heard about called the Balmora Run. And, And I don't know. I just feel like Jedi Masters are privy to lots of information. There's a lot of knowledge up in their head. And I would imagine Plo Koon has also had to deal with smugglers in his time. He's probably even been in this nebula before. Now, again, I'm assuming. I just find it odd that two... Uh, a, Plo Koon, a Jedi Master on the Council, doesn't doesn't raise any alarms about this plan. And that uh, Anakin Skywalker, a Jedi Master, does not... Well, he's not a Jedi Master at this point. He's just a Jedi Knight. But a Jedi, nonetheless, that, uh, does not do bother to do the detail work. To, to make sure that it's going to be safe for his his uh, his troops to get through here, his pilots, his ships. That was probably my biggest... Con- well, not my biggest, but that, that, that was definitely a nit to pick, I thought. Uh, yeah. Anyways, so once we get through there, we, we get the scene with, with them avoiding the, the Mantas. They get out of the nebula. They are ahead of the Malevolence, and we get to make a, 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 a run. Now, now... now not the entire shadow group does not make it out of the of the nebula. Anakin starts losing ships, and then they get into a battle with uh, with Grievous. You know they fire the ion cannons, and not everyone makes it out of that. So Anakin's force is basically cut in half as they begin to make the run, the, the bombing run. And the plan is to go after the bridge of the Malevolence, take out Grievous, take out the ship all in one fell swoop, deliver a devastating blow to the Separatists to the Droid Army. They, just, they, they come out under heavy fire. And you know what? Let's go ahead and play that clip right now. I'm going to play that right now. Listen in. Sir, the enemy fighters are closing. Let them come. Prepare the ion cannon. First, we will destroy the medical station. Then we will finish off Skywalker. I have a bad feeling about this. Watch those towers, boys. Heavy fire here. 
pretty cool shots. We're too close. Loosen up. There. Another wiping down. Ion cannon ready. They're targeting the station. We're running out of time. Master, you can make it, but everyone else is getting shot down. Master. And again, very focused. Has been targeted. Start the ion cannon acceleration! If we can do enough damage, the weapon may overload when Grievous tries to fire. And again, ponders. Shadow Squadron, new target. We're taking out the starboard ion cannons. Alright. So they changed plans, and uh, this is where they're gonna, they're gonna succeed here at this point. So we, I, I'll turn off the clip here and... and you know, Anakin has this moment where he where he puts aside his ego for the betterment of of the plan of achieving the mission. But he's already down a ton of ships. He's lost a lot of lives, and that that is the nice part about the episode is is that Anakin does feel the loss of those soldiers who were under him, of those pilots who who he lost on this run, and it's it's one of the signs uh, of of Anakin being a great leader. And 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 Plo Koon it, it says that at the at the end when they when they come aboard. Uh, the Star Cruiser when when Anakin or I'm sorry when Obi Wan's forces arrive, uh, because Shadow Group is able to uh, disable the Ion Cannon, and they put do serious damage to the Malevolence. The Malevolence has to begin to retreat to limp back to Separatist space, and they are pursued by Obi Wan's forces, and that that's where our episode basically ends as as uh, Anakin and Ahsoka check in with with the medical base. They check in with Plo Koon. And and you 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 do see the anguish that Anakin goes through as as he realizes, and not for the first time, but uh, the, the the death of the of the, of the men under his command weighs on him. And again, that's what you want to see out of a out of a out of a leader, out of a good leader. And and you know, as we get further and further into the mythology of the group, as we get more uh, time with Anakin and the five hundred first with Anakin and Commander Rex. Uh, it's one of the more endearing qualities about Anakin that we, I wish we had seen more of in the movies. Uh, again, I, I've said it before. I love the Clone Wars for its exploration of, of Anakin, of, of the Anakin that we uh, were, were sort of raised to always think of. You know, when we watched A New Hope and, and we would hear the story that Obi-Wan would tell about about Luke's father. It, this is the Anakin that I think we wanted to see more of in the movies. Uh, but the movies had to, they, you know, they had to hit certain posts. Every film had to sort of do a specific thing uh, to get from A to B to C. So luckily, we get the Clone Wars to kind of help fill in a lot of that, a, a lot of that missing heroism of Anakin Skywalker. You know, we, we get to, we get to glimpse it uh, in in the prequels, but we also get to glimpse his his journey, his steps into the dark side, and and how he falls from grace and how he becomes Darth Vader. We get that in the Clone Wars too, but we get a lot of the 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 heroic qualities of Anakin in there, which I think is really really nice. Now we only got a little bit of this of the Ahsoka pestering, pestering maybe that's a strong word, uh, a but of of Ahsoka trying to trying to get Anakin to come around and and trust me, you you hear some of it in the beginning clip. She's very. I just I don't want to again I don't want to come across like I'm attacking Ahsoka because I love that character. But like like Anakin tells her in in the, the previous episode, a lot of uh, Ahsoka has a lot to learn as far as the way she goes about uh, getting people to change their minds and, and going about the way she gets people to to listen to her 
and and to sort of see where she's coming from with her points of view. It again, we the character is extremely young here, and and again, I think she's almost almost designed to grate on long term fans, so that when she begins to go on her character development arcs, when when she goes on these journeys, this transformation from the young, naive, headstrong uh, Padawan into a Jedi Knight of her own, on her own merits, on her own rights, we we applaud and we cheer and, and we feel all the emotions and all the feels for that character. I don't think this is a great episode for her, but I don't think it's a great episode for the entire show. Uh, like I said, I, I think there is some... some uh, just, just you know some some plot stuff that's not as as fully defined as fully uh, uh, thought out as I probably would like it to be. It seemed like some things existed mostly just to serve the the plot of getting from you know we have to get Anakin's group from here. We're gonna go through this nebula, then we're gonna get to the cruiser, then we're gonna get to the battle to the the battle and and saving the clones on the medical base. So not my favorite. It's it's just not my favorite. I I, I can't really say too much more than that. Uh, let me see if there's any more notes I have here that I hadn't gotten to just yet. Yeah. Um, again, I don't think it's a terrible episode by any means. It's just not my favorite. Uh, like I said, I find Ahsoka a tad grating. I thought Master Plo Koon could have done a little more as far as not influencing Anakin, but, but sort of directing his actions. Again, I think he could have been more... Uh, valuable during the whole Balmora run sequence, um, so they, did, they wouldn't have had to lose any clones at all. Maybe I don't know, or just again, you have to get to that nebula. But they should they should have known that they were going to run into those uh, those uh, Nebrae mantas. I don't know. I don't know. What do, what do, what do you think? Am I am I wrong? Am I way off base here? Did I did I miss something in this episode that that makes it one of your favorites? Could be. Could be. Who's to say? Uh, so I rate this, I give this, what? What am I going to give this? Uh, six? Six? Six and a half. I think I'm going to give this six and a half helmets. Clone Trooper helmets. Or did I do lightsabers last week? Whatever. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> Let's give it six and, a, six and a half buckets, all right? And when I say buckets, I am referring to Clone Trooper helmets, okay? You all know that. That's You all get this show. You understand what's going on. And I think that is it for episode three of season one, Shadow of Malevolence. All right. Again, you know how the best way to get a hold of this show. It's via social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. want to remind you again, make sure you are liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the Mandos in your covert. Share it with your friends, family, loved ones, hated ones, ones who need to be known, made aware of what we're doing. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure you have, not make sure, but please, kindly, if you have the time and the inclination, sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews are are the the, the, the gravy that we need to sustain our life force. Uh, they help a small independent podcast like us stand out and not get lost in the shuffle. They are also just delightful to read and fill my heart with all kinds of joy. Uh, please also remember we are part of the 3BZ, excuse me, the 3BZ network of podcasts. Head over to our, our parent site, 3BZine.com. You'll find links to all of our shows, Beer Night in San Diego, the TomCast podcast hosted by yours truly, and this Star Wars-focused podcast, MandoVision. We also have a store envy page, and you can buy all the sweet merch that you can handle. 
But uh, no y- no Y-Wing fighters on there. Sorry about that. Not not this time. Not yet. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you're enjoying this look back at Star Wars The Clone Wars. It's been a lot of fun. We're going to be... Uh, a quick quick programming note. I know I've, I sort of solicited ideas for some uh, formatting ideas going forward. You know, whether I should lump the shows together uh, when they're when they're like these big three three episode arcs kind of things. Um, and I got I got, did get some feedback, some interesting feedback that I, I normally I would take that uh, take that and, and, and apply it. Uh, but we are gonna have to stick with the episodic one by one at a time format for now uh, because I looked at my schedule and my schedule. Uh, between work and a couple of other uh, obligations is a little tricky. So doing the the single episodes is going to be the way to go for right now. But but I'm still open to feedback and other suggestions. And as soon as my schedule uh, settles down, which should be in a few weeks, uh, we might be able to kind of mix things up a little bit. But otherwise, same old, same old. We'll be here every Friday. And maybe I'll sneak in some bonus episodes here and there for you. Maybe we'll do some Bantha tracks if some Star Wars news drops during the week, okay? Once again, thank you so much for listening to this small independent Star Wars podcast. My name is Tom, and this is MandoVision. And as we close out the show, there's only one way to close out the show. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. way.